Hello, everyone. Welcome to Port Misery, a GH podcast. It's Tara. Hope everyone's having a great day, a great week, staying safe, all that. Um, it's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting week. There's um, there's really only been two stories that have been on all week, really, and like a bunch of stragglers. So I'm just going to like jump into that because this might be like my GH history podcast because there were just so many things that were wrong with so many different things this episode and I'm going to try and break them down I'm trying to get into it but um let's jump in straggler stories Monday one story only only one story um well it's not there's only one story but she was only on this one day and then we did not see her for the rest of the week and it was miss ava jerome queen ava queen ava has decided to give avery to carly um indefinitely you know for an indeterminate amount which i mean i guess is not going to matter anymore because Sonny's alive and he has primary custody because he's got tea on her and so okay mm, whatever but um here's what it's completely nuts it's it's completely ass backwards like don't get me wrong like when all that stuff was going down um in them like 2000 what was it like 17 18 years I was always team Carson but once Sunny was out of the picture like girl you the stepmom like that's that child's mother you know I didn't think she should be living in that haunted castle but that's definitely her mother so you know what was going on there and then two I never really understood why Ava couldn't take Avery with her like the stalker wants you away from Nicholas not Avery and so why can't you just let like oh I can't take Avery away from her sisters why not I would I thought that's my child we'll be back when we come back bye like Donna already forgot about Sunny, so what's the problem? She, that child will be fine, and I don't know. It, and like as many of you have pointed out, as many of you has pointed out on Twitter, how is Carly's life more safe than Ava Stalker? Like Carly got people blowing up her wedding. Thank God none of those kids were there, you know, like, because I think a lot of people are like, so none of their kids except the adult ones are allowed to be there. But yeah, good choice. Good parenting on that one. Like, she just knew, let me leave my small kids at home. And so, okay, mm, that don't make no sense. Like, there's no way, like, Sam left Jason because his life is too dangerous. Elizabeth made that same choice. Carly has left Sonny several times because his life was too dangerous. She she actually made him sign over custody of Michael and Morgan to her. And Jax was going to adopt them. That's why he's always sliding in all the time. Like, I raised you. Like, to Michael. Because he did. Like, on the show, he did for a few years. And so, yeah. Like, I, this whole idea that, like, we're going to pretend that, like, Orion Chamberlain copycat is worse than five mob families. Okay. Okay moving on but that's what's happening honey carly even did look genuinely shook that someone set her car on fire i'm like girl your car's been set up you were putting ryan chambler's trunk 
Brian Chamberlain, excuse me. You were put in his trunk, girl. You were locked in a panic room by Rick Lansing. I don't understand. That's shocking to you? Really, honey? Okay. Mm. Jason was gone for five years and, like, fought his way through the tundra to come back. And there was two Jasons. But you shocked that someone set Ava's car on fire. That's not even a shocking thing in this town. Okay, moving on. Whatever. They're just trying to make this. And I know some people, like, y'all like to get super literal with it. And you're like, well, like... You know, obviously someone's taking a break or yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just better ways to give people breaks. There's better ways. They find a reason to give, you know, Fanola breaks when she wants them and she's off looking at something she got to look at for six months. You know, cool, whatever. But just to be like, I'm just going to go search the earth. Like they gave her the Hayden Barnes out. Except instead of leaving in the dead of night like a terrible mother, she's actually going to stick around and say goodbye to her daughter. Like, that's the difference. But it's essentially, this is the second woman that Nicholas done ran out of town and away from their daughter. The second one. He just wants hate all his women to cosplay what he did with Spencer so they understand him better. I don't understand. This is so dumb. This is dumb. But we don't have to deal with it for the rest of the week because we don't see her. She's gone now. Bye, Ava. We're going to miss you, girl. We're going to miss you. Um, Next story. Um, Jocelyn and Trina's friendship. Love it. I love it. I have a tweet on Twitter, so I'm not even going to get into that. But, like, I love their friendship. And I love that, like, Trina is not being written as professional. She's not being written like Curtis Ashford. Let's say it that way. She's not a professional freaking friend in this town. She has her own story. She's dealing with her own stuff. And Jocelyn gets to support her and show what a good friend she is. She's not just here to be... Like, if any of y'all watch Days of Our Lives, like, I was not Team Claire, but I did understand why how Claire felt as if she was the sidekick to her Aunt Sierra, that she's just there to prop Sierra and make sure Sierra's happy, make sure Sierra has all the boys looking at her and all the boys want Sierra, like, and she literally went crazy and tied Sierra to a bed and tried to set her on fire. Shouldn't have done it. She should not have done it, honey, but I got it. I understood. And I didn't want that for my girl Trina, and neither do the writers, clearly, because they have this great story where trina essentially tells jocelyn like girl i've been lying to you spencer's been in town for weeks and he made me lie i, I like him so i did it and now i feel foolish because dollar tree Nell just popped out of nowhere when we were about to have a moment and so like the best friend queen that jocelyn jacks is she she's supposed to be getting ready for her mother's wedding okay she said no honey i can make the time i'm gonna find the time for my girl trina goes to find spencer i don't even know how she found him she i guess she made a phone call that's her mom's hotel so she just calls up the metro court is he there okay mm, I'm, I'm on my way goes to the metro court and just reads him like he's never been read before she was like honey i'm not impressed i don't feel bad for you we used to ride together honey we used to make we used to plan shenanigans together i know shenanigans when i see them especially from you and i don't feel sorry for you everybody loves you oh my daddy was mean to me that one time when i had to go to boarding school and be rich Ooh, poor spencer like she had no time for him i was like yes queen someone say it to him someone say it to his face good for you and so she let but this is the best part she lets it drop she lets it drop that trina did all that because she likes him and he knew it because she thinks like oh he knows that she likes him and he's taking advantage of it but he 
doesn't know that for sure because he likes her and his reaction was so funny he was like shut up bitch what did she say like what she say exactly like i don't even care what you're talking about anymore i forgot did she say those exact words she likes me hmm hmm and of course here comes dollar tree now Ugh, let's get back let's back up let's back up so spencer is at the metro court with nicholas just popping off for absolutely no reason this is the last time we're gonna see nicholas nicholas just disappears he served no function in this episode this is in monday's episode he served no function in the episode except to just be here to take abuse from spencer and then read valentine because Dollar Tree now is out here giving no information about herself. We know nothing about this girl. Like, I don't even know her name. Because, like I said, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, unless you are, as most characters will be washed out or fired, I don't waste my time getting to know anybody's name for at least a year. Um, Until that year is up, you will be known as a nickname. So I don't even know her name. And I don't know anything about her because she won't tell us anything. She's just like, oh, I live here and there. My parents were parents, you know. I had a horse, but I didn't, you know, well, did she even go to Spencer's school? What, who is, who is she? Someone gets Spinelli on the phone. Like, I don't even think, why do we even need Spinelli? Like, I would just put her name on Twitter and let Twitter find out. Like, who is this woman? Who is this young woman? But here comes Valentine for absolutely no reason. Valentine comes over and Spencer and him just start reading the shit out of him. for no reason and the thing is like here's what's up and i think it was jen m she pointed it out that like when this storyline started because anna comes in like what the hell's happening let's go um when the story started anna was team nicholas and i think a lot of us were because we were like damn he just threw nicholas out of a window but like i said let's let's dive deep let's dive deep why is nicholas castadine trash let's go let's go back to the early 2000s So, Nicholas gets into, like, a car accident, I think, and he loses his memory, and he gets, like, found by this crazy woman named Mary Bishop, and he happens to look exactly like her dead husband, Connor, and so, since Nicholas doesn't have a memory, he essentially, she just tells him that, you're my husband, you're my husband, um, she knows it's not her husband, but she's crazy, and so... Nicholas Emily finds Nicholas this is when she's with Emily's before she died and she brings him back but Mary Bishop goes like freaking nuts and starts murdering everyone and they end up having to like throw her off a cliff or something like that it's, it's real crazy but then Connor turns out he's not dead he's not dead and he's back and he's pissed off and he ends up like raping Emily because this, this show used to lean real hard into rape and so he rapes Emily. So obviously Emily is just super traumatized. She's super traumatized. And Nicholas just don't understand. Because he's like, I didn't do anything wrong. But like a person who has your face attacked me. So every time I see you, I think of him. Like it's a whole thing. Like it was just, he handled it so poorly. And so like instead of just, you know, supporting this woman. Instead of just giving her the space she needs. Instead of being there for her. He's like, let me have an affair with Courtney Matthews. Yep, let me have a secret affair with Courtney Matthews. Because that solves everything, right? Secret affairs. Mm-mm, Nicholas. That's how we got Spencer, by the way, if you didn't know. Then let's skip forward. So, turns out, in like 2013, Nicholas finds out that Helena done spent all the money. 
Helena and Victor spent all the money on shenanigans and weather machines and stupid projects where they steal twins and shit. And the Cassidines are cash poor. They have a bunch of property, right? But they don't have liquid assets. So they could sell their castles and their islands and they would be solvent. But like, you know, the whole point of royalty is to have property. It's about land ownership. That's a whole history lesson for you guys. So that's not an option for Nicholas. So he decides, I'm just going to steal EOQ. I'm going to steal EOQ. That's what's hot. And this is back when Billy Miller was playing Jason. Because to be honest, I just count him as Jason. It's ridiculous to think that was the whole time he was Drew. But fine, whatever. Um, this He thinks he's Jason. So Jason finds out what's going on. And, you know, they find out when Elizabeth and Nicholas did. They always love trash and Elizabeth's character when it's necessary. Um, they're just like, mm, who are we going to have be garbage? Mm, Elizabeth. They do that a lot, honey. I Going back and watching the show, you can just see, like, when Liz fans say they tank her character, like, they're not lying because they really do. They're just like, mm, who would do this? Mm, Elizabeth. Okay. But they already found out, Sam already found out what Elizabeth and Nicholas did and keeping Jason's identity. And now Nicholas frames Jason for his own murder. He frames Jason for his own murder. He's not dead. He's not dead, honey. But that's how he meets Ava. That's how they, well, he already knew about Ava, but that's how they start, you know, kicking. And then, you know, Sam and Jason have to track him down. They find him on Catherine Island. Laura, Kevin, and Lulu pop in. Like, the deepest thing that Valentine did on that island was shoot Kevin. That was the deepest thing. If Kevin wants to never forgive Valentine and Laura the same, like, 100%. But... Um, what do you call it? Uh, they get into a fight upstairs and Nicholas gets thrown out the window. But like, as we know, he's not dead. He's not dead. He's just letting everyone think he's dead. And so at that point, Valentine had already turned his whole damn life around, you know, and he's living a better life for his daughter and stuff like that. So Nicholas and all of his actions, like, what's the first thing he does? What is the first thing he does when he comes in? He's like, mm, let me torture Ava. Let me torture Ava and pretend to be a ghost and tell her her daughter's in hell. That's what I'll do. That's the Nicholas Cassidyne way. Like, all of this thing with him going to stand up with his raggedy son. Let's talk about Spencer. What does Spencer do? Spencer tried to kill Cameron several times as a child. Always trying to have, like, sandbags fall on his head during the nurse's boss. Trying to set people on fire, set himself on fire. Um, he was out here rigging elections for his grandmother. Rigging elections for his grandmother. Before that, he faked his own kidnapping with Jocelyn. Lived in Carly's house. Made her look like a terrible parent. Like, I mean, she is. But, like, damn. Had a child living in your house you didn't even know. Like, girl, how big is that house? But, yeah, faked his own kidnapping to try and get Britt and Nicholas together. That's why Britt's forever trash. Um, he's done all this. But then the two of them want to, like, link arms and sit here and look down on Valentine Castanine. If y'all don't sit the fuck down, I was so done with both of them. Like, ooh, I was so glad we were done with Nicholas for the rest of the week. Mm, ugh. Ugh. But... As I was saying before I went on this whole Nicholas Cassidyne rabbit hole, Nicholas leaves, Jocelyn comes in, she's reading Spencer, Spencer realizes that Trina actually likes him. So now he's stuck with lion-ass Dollar Tree Nell, who is just 
trying to gaslight the shit out of him with Jocelyn. Just like everything that's happening, like everything you're thinking, girl, is 100% true and I had nothing to do with it. That was exactly what she said to Jocelyn. And every time he popped off on her, Jocelyn knew they were in it together. Because she used to be his partner in crime. This is not the woman to be lying to. Honestly, Spencer. Like, if anyone knows Spencer and his bag of tricks is Jocelyn Jacks. Because she used to be messy like that too. And so... This is good. I'm actually interested in where the teens go because everybody is so well cast. I think that William Lipton plays that very... They tried to make him, like, edgy when he first came on. No, make him the golden boy that he was when he was a child. I love that. You got Jocelyn, who has the fire of her mother, but, like, the weird... Uh, all. The weird, you know, principles of her father, you know, she's out here. She's not going to take this smack from nobody. Um, she both of them. And she got her little Corinthos raised self. Then you have Trina just being the best of all of us, to be honest, the best of humanity, the best of humanity. And then you got Spencer just being a true Cassidine. Love that energy for him. I love that she's going to be his Emily, I guess, like. A way more interesting, less, like, damsel in distress, Emily. But, like, she's his, you know, his North Star. Like, the compass. Like, no, you're not going to be doing that. That's raggedy. And then Dollar Tree Nell is his Helena. Because he doesn't have... Helena's dead. And Nicholas not going to do it for him. And Laura's not going to do it for him. So he got a little miniature Helena right there. Like, hey, be bad. Ugh, so messy. But I'm here for it. Let's move past this. Um, Maxie gets Austin to go to the wedding with him. And then at the wedding, he gets into it with Olivia over Leo. That wasn't the appropriate time to have that conversation. But Ned can't help himself. He's inherently messy. Um, Olivia should really think about that. But like as I said, I'm not a mother. So I'm not going to even get into like what she's thinking. I leave that for the mothers who listen to me. But um, that's going to be an interesting storyline. Uh, Maxie tries to get Terry and Liz to hang out with Britt before she gets to the church. Let me get into why that's wrong. History lesson once more. Um, Maxie got Elizabeth's husband hooked on drugs to keep sleeping with him. And then faked a pregnancy. So if Elizabeth wants to never talk to Maxie Jones again, I support that. Because even though I was a J-Sam fan and the whole J-Sam liaison thing back in the day, um, I was always team Elizabeth when it came to Maxie, Lucky, and Elizabeth. Because that was the most raggedy thing I had ever seen. Hell no. Hell no. And then, as I've said on other podcasts, like, Britt gotta earn Elizabeth's respect. Right now, she's doing things for Terry. Like, you're my friend, so I'm gonna be nice to her. But Britt has done nothing. Like, even if we take aside her friendship with, like, Patrick and all those other people, Sabrina, yada, 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 Britt has no respect for nurses. So until she, you know, earns the their respect back after years of being disrespectful... Elizabeth can shade her all she wants. Stop making her do this. Why are we constantly having Elizabeth 
be the bigger person when there are no stakes. When there are no stakes. It's only the times when lives are at stake that you're like, let's have Elizabeth be messy and soapy and petty. Like, when she's keeping people's paternity, her baby daddy's paternity secret. When she's, you know, keeping Sam's baby from her to be petty. Because it was her time with Jason. Why you have her do that? That's the most rat. And we knew it wasn't going to drag on because Sam had already gone months without her baby. So, like, why even have this two-day? If it wasn't going to have larger stakes, but to just drive home the fact that you were never going to put Liz and Jason together again, why you have her do that? Why you have her do that? That was so unnecessary. I remember being so mad at her for that. And looking back, I didn't need to be mad at her. Like, you could have just given Sam. It literally lasted two days. And I think I was mad at her for, like, a year and a half. Like, ugh, Elizabeth. But why even write that? It's so stupid. Or keep her keeping Jason. From, why write her that way? It's those times where, like, yeah, we're going to have Elizabeth be messy. But she can't just decide the woman who put her husband on pills, who made him a drug addict. That that she has to be nice to her. Because what, her baby's missing? I don't care about her baby being missing. Okay? And? But that's just me. Maybe I'm messy. Whatever. Moving on. Um, Jordan's gone. Her kidney, her serial killer, killer kidney don't work. So she's gone. And the tea that she has left with her. Because she just assumes that, oh, it's because Kurt Taggart's job or something. But she left, and to be honest, like, Brianna Henry came into the role, she brought herself into it. I think it was a little rough for her when she first came in. Um, She's obviously very young. I think they should have made her Valerie, to be honest, but I know that that role wasn't open when she came on. Um, I've had my jokes when it came to Jordan, especially how her and TJ look like twins. But, you know, I hope that Brianna Henry has a good career. I hope she finds other work and is very successful. And um, I do hope they recast Jordan with a more age-appropriate Jordan. But um, I do think that she was a good character that wasn't used correctly. And so she's gone. People had their moments. They brought Molly in, you know, Curtis. Just going to let that woman go to Albany by herself. Bye! I'm with Portia now. Then what was the other scenes where he was like holding her hand? Just keep her in a coma. Honestly, just keep her in a coma. I would have preferred her to be in a coma in a room next to Lulu rather than just sitting by herself alone in Albany. That's sadder to me than just having her be comatose. But whatever. Okay, bye, Jordan. That was all Monday. (laughs) That was all Monday. We just didn't see her. It was like, bye. Um, then you have Alexis, Harmony, and Sante. So, Alexis is just like, I'm gonna read Harmony. Like, every time I see her, I'm gonna disrespect her for absolutely no reason. But today, Harmony said no. And she was just like, let me remind you really quick that you're the one in prison. You're the one in prison, and I'm not. So, I don't understand where all this judgment is coming from. How many people have you murdered lately? Honestly, Alexis, Jesus. Like, and Alexis is constantly doing this. History lesson on Alexis. So, Alexis, like, tossed Luis Alcazar off a balcony. She tossed him off a balcony because she found out that he blew up the warehouse that killed her sister. So, she just did that. And then, to get off from under it, she just, like, played it insanity. She's like, I'm crazy. 
And she was also pretending that Ned was her baby daddy. So obviously, since you're crazy, you can't be a mother. And they gave the baby to Ned. At this point, Sky Chandler, freaking Quartermain, had just found out that she wasn't really Alan's son because her mother, Ray, is just like the, the sluttiest of all soap sluts that ever slutted. I mean, she banged people on three separate soaps. Sky was constantly going through Pine Valley, Landview, and Port Charles like, who is my father? Who is it? I have no idea. And she just kept knocking on mansion doors. Like, are you my father, Adam Chandler? Are you my father, Alan Quartermain? It was a mess. It was honestly a mess. Did she ask Asa? Was there a point? I don't know. Someone can at me if she thought that Asa Buchanan was her daddy. Because, like, or Victor Lord or something like that. Because, like, I definitely know she went to the Chandler Mansion. I know she was at the Quartermain Mansion. Um, let me know if y'all know. But, <sighs> Alexis, uh, Ned just found out that friggin' Sky wasn't related to him. So they start banging immediately because Ned is gross. And so they decided they're just going to raise Christina without Alexis. They're like, bye, Alexis. So she decides to pretend to be a butler. It was a mess. It was a crazy mess where Alexis just pretending to be a man named Dobson. I, okay, for sure. Then Alexis just ran over her daughter's boyfriend. Like, he was beating her and he 100% deserved it. But, like, she just ran him over and did not feel bad. Even Helena was like, mm good good on you girl you did what you needed to do like helena gave her props for that when helena's out here applauding your actions girl what are you doing what are you doing you can't be acting like that and it's finally with her stabbing franco for no reason that she finally goes to jail someone needed to tell her she can't be acting like that you can't be acting like that girl you can't be doing that um across town Sante are Kiki and they're playing softball they're having a good time until like dante's like you're almost off pro like why are you bringing that up <laughs> why are you bringing that up Dante okay cool thanks thanks for reminding me I'm on parole um and they decide that like that makes Sam think about Drew because of Shiloh and all this stuff and so they go to talk to Harmony they come in Harmony is already been badgered by Alexis had to defend herself had to remind Alexis who she is like how about you look at the you know criminal in the mirror and stop talking to me but um here comes sam tell me what you know so she just pop off on sam like girl i don't know anything i'm just trying to live a better life leave me alone which i feel but also let's let's take it back history lesson who is harmony harmony used to be second in command to a rapist and now she's upset that people judge her for it girl get out of here <laughs> get out of here honey that's your life now you're the woman who used to ride for a rapist. Okay? Don't be upset about it. But um, she gives them a name and then we literally don't see them anymore. Bye. <coughs> Excuse me. Goodbye forever, but at least for the rest of the week. Um, next story. Drew and Random Nurse. Random Nurse got all this. If we turns out that Random Nurse is a WSB agent, I wouldn't be surprised because she had all of the plans. She was like, "Girl, I, but, but Drew, I already have a plan. You follow my plan." Um, but she makes it out, and like Drew helps her escape, but then he gets caught, and then he tricks Australian guard into going with him because he's like, "Bro, you're not Greek. You can't speak Greek. They probably pl plotting against you." What's that man saying? You don't know. Like, they're going to shoot you in the face. And so, he's teamed up with Drew. So, maybe we'll see Drew next week. 
Mm-mm. Um, and then the really the only last story is Gladys and Brando at the wedding. Like Brando tells Gladys that he just really wants to be a stripper and that she needs to deal with it. Um, Gladys is just like really on random bomb boss number two and he's trying to plot with the five families i think she should have been in that limo but we're gonna get to it because the two main stories that anyone cared about number one let me rephrase that none of y'all cared about this (laughs) none of y'all cared about this but the writers and gh wanted us to care about this so the two main stories that they wanted us to care about um jarley so when i went back and rewatched the episode so like this wedding really only started on Wednesday. So you had the little like Carly moment with Ava, but then you don't see them at all on Tuesday. And it really starts on Wednesday. But it is the longest wedding. Like we saw the whole wedding. It was really like a real wedding. Like if you had to watch a whole wedding, that that's what we got. And I'm so shocked. Like, we got them, you know, getting ready. We got them talking to guests. We got her walking down the aisle. We had several vows. I did not know. I have not been to a wedding since I was, like, a kid. Most of my friends either do destination stuff where I can't afford that. Or they justice of the piece it where, you know, it's really just illegal stuff. And so I haven't been to like a big formal wedding forever. They had like, you know, their vows. They had like legal vows. They had like the ones they had to recite to each other that the guy told them. They had the ring vow. I was like, damn, y'all, you selling your soul? What are we doing? Like, oh, it was so long. It was so long. But let's get into it. So... First, we have this speech between Michael and Jason where he Michael's so happy and he blah, 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 blah. Let's get into why that's so fucking wrong. Michael, since he was a child, from what he can remember, as was said in this dumb conversation between Jason and Michael, Jason raised Michael for the first year of his life. That's it. The first year of his life. And then he walked in on Sonny and Carly banging and then he bounced. And he has never tried to be that boy's father since. It's always been Uncle Jason. The man who raised Michael Carinthos III is Michael Sonny Carinthos Jr. That's who raised him. And if you go back and you watch the scenes from the early 2000s when they age Michael up into the little redheaded Michael, he is constantly parent trapping his parents. He wants nothing but Sonny and Carly together. He idolizes his father. He wants to be his father. And he wants his mother with his father. To the point where when Carly first gets with Jax, he really has no time for Jax. Um, really has no time for Jax. Um, doesn't really have time for Connie when she's involved. Like when it was Kate at the time. Um, doesn't like his parents, other people. You know, he wants his parents together. And so this whole thing, like, I always wanted you with my mom. Like, that didn't make any sense. That didn't make any sense. What is this conversation? Michael should be thinking about Sonny today. And knowing that this is a business arrangement. Not saying how this is how things are meant to be. That was just terrible writing. Um, Monica is happy. And we see this throughout the week that she's like, oh, I have my reservations. But, and I quote, she says, it's, it's about AJ, right? Because of what happened with AJ. Like, it's been so long. Here's why that's fucking wrong. 
Sonny killed AJ in 2014. That's seven years ago. That's not long. That's not long at all. Especially not in those soap years. Okay, he straight murdered AJ and Carly covered it up. She covered it up for months. For months. But it was so long ago. AJ had it coming, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Jocelyn is so happy. Here's what's wrong with that. Jocelyn, most of her formative years, she was born in on screen in 2009. Jason went into that harbor in 2012, before Jocelyn had been so razzed up. So most of her formative years, Jason has been in the bottom of a harbor in a Russian clinic. And so Sunny has been the person primarily in her life. And it has been shown on screen that he pretty much treated her the way he treated Michael and Morgan as kids. Where he took her on the lake and he taught her how to drive the boat. And he's very close to Jocelyn. This whole like, this is how we've always wanted it. Storyline just doesn't make any sense. Epiphany is so happy. Here's what's wrong with that. Epiphany used to hate Sonny and Jason and I understand that like time has passed and she has developed a relationship with them but her son Jason was nice to her son Jason got her son Stan killed that happened Stan used to be the Spinelli if you not if you're if you haven't gone back that far and you don't follow the mob Stan was the Spinelli. It was this like really nice black guy and he was super tech savvy and he was their Spinelli and he got blown up. He got blown up and he died and Epiphany was fucking furious. She was furious. So like I don't want to hear how nice Jason was to Stan. Okay? No. That's not that ain't it bobby honestly bobby's over it but i did like that bobby like reminded carly that she came to town to destroy her like that's why you originally came to town and now look at us like that was a little funny moment i also like that monica was like i keep hoping tracy walks in to like stop this wedding like i don't think she said she hoped but she keeps thinking it but that was a funny moment but you know everyone's friggin thrilled okay none of the children are there it's a good move um, and then you got these four families because we have to count Cyrus in and they're plotting. And someone else on Twitter, I cannot remember who it is, but like, so is Cyrus the only person? Because who else is there? Like, he's just really like his own one man organization from prison. Just like, <laughs> who's still working for Cyrus? But okay. Like, the four of them are plotting, except Miss Wu is just like, no. And for some reason like diane and spinelli are already on it and just miss Wu can smell blood in the water and she just switches sides at the end and tells jason what's up and then jason and carly you know they're saying goodbye to everyone people blow bubbles at them yay and they get into a limo and then random mob boss number two and three are in a limo and then a limo explodes and we definitely know it wasn't charlie's limo so like don't even worry about that guys um yeah yeah i'm gonna go with that i'm gonna feel confident in that okay so the feature event of this week was the tano they really brought that one home the tano is no more y'all the tano is no more it is burned to the freaking ground and i've never been happier like goodbye never want to see it again um but before then let's back up let's back up let's back up 
Peter shows up. She thinks it's uh, Nina thinks it's Mike, but it's Peter and he is pissed. <laughs> he is pissed. I know some of you are just like, I'm just never going to like Peter ever. I am here to give credit where credit's due. And I actually thought Wes did a really great job this week. Um, He was the right amount of sinister. He was the right amount of comical. I mean, like he only hissed once and it was with the next time or whatever. Like there won't be a next time he couldn't help himself in the end but i thought like before that one moment which was literally the last line before he like walked out um he did a really great job um he walks in has zero time for nina's shit zero time for her lies like and i like that she's now encountering people who have no time for her who have no time to buy her little act her little sad person act and so he's essentially reading her um letting her know that she her time is done and here comes phyllis hey it's me and but phyllis is not stupid and she can tell that nina's um no let me back up let me back up let me back up peter shows up he says that you're gonna call valentine right friggin' now in front of me and you're going to ask him for the tea so she calls valentine um valentine's like i don't know anything obviously and because obviously peter's working with victor cassadine that's what we know since he knows exactly what happened to liesel like that's obviously what happened and so um valentine knows nothing he's kicking it with anna and nina just sounds nuts on the phone and valentine's like oh no she sounds crazy i think she's trying to let me know something so vanna head to nixon falls they do not get there <laughs> they don't get there um they don't get there we don't see them for the rest of the week bye vanna some of you guys are so funny you're like oh they went to a farmer's market or like they're running a 10k or like they're shopping for you know locally sourced for it was so funny it was just like where did they go where did they go but you know peter is terrorizing nina here comes phyllis hey um phyllis can tell that things are awry and she goes to pull the gun but like peter it's too late and so he ties them to a, a chair and then just sets the tano on fire. But before he does, he lets Phyllis know that Nina knows exactly who Mike is and she's known the entire time. And so Phyllis just like finally realizing the woman that she's been like defending and like keeping safe and propping up and like all this is just lying ass bitch. It just looks at Peter and says, I don't want to die. And I honestly felt so bad for her. I was like, damn, damn, girl, you chose so poorly because this woman does not care about anyone but herself. Um, That's my main thing. Like, and Carly's the exact same way. You know, I'm not defending Carly whatsoever. I don't think anyone's heard me say it. But like Nina is not the victim in any of this. Like she just does not care about anyone but herself. She could care less about Maxie, freaking Louise, Brooklyn, Valentine, James, Liesel, any of them. It was all about keeping Sunny to herself. It's crazy. And so Peter's like, well, too late, ho, and bounces. 
so they're on fire across wherever the park or wherever the hell like nixon falls some mass metropolis i don't know where sunny and jacks were where they couldn't see the tano on fire but Jax is over there being super vague with Sonny because he runs into him at like whatever park where Sonny lost his watch and essentially just like dropping little droplets of tea like oh we used to fight over women we have people in common and Mike's not trying to hear any of this he's just like I just love Nina and I just care about that and so he gets back to the Tano. It's on fire. He's about to do something dumb. Jack's like, don't do that. Let's go in a, a different way. And so they are able to get Nina and Phyllis out. But then, like, Sunny pushes Nina out the way before, like, a beam hits him. I don't know why you couldn't just tackle her, to be honest. And you neither one of you would be trapped in the building. But whatever. Um, Sunny's trapped. And dra- Jax just drags Nina outside. Nina spends, like, three episodes freaking out. Like, we gotta save Mike now! And she's, like, flipping back and forth between Mike and Sunny and Sunny and Mike. The name, like, she can't decide. And Phyllis and Jax just are really done with her. Um, they're just so done. Both of them are just really done. And... Jax is trying to call Maxie. He literally calls her once and he's like, Why? She's not picking up. I guess I gotta give up. And I think someone else on Twitter was like, He knows the number of every person in town. Like, why not just call everybody? Just constantly be calling people, just blow them up. But he's just like, No, if she doesn't pick up that one time, I just gotta move on. I guess I gotta tell him when I get back in two days. And so they're doing that. Nina, like I said, is flipping out. Like, Mike, Mike. Um, Phyllis is like, dude, you gotta chill out. The firefighters are not trying to do anything. They're not doing anything. Like, Nina, or Jackson, Sonny did more than any firefighters. They are so clean. They didn't try to get in that building at all. And so they're just like, yeah, it's on fire. He's pretty much dead. You should move on. And so Nina's flipping out. And then Phyllis finally realizes that she's lost everything over this woman over this woman and kind of like faints in Jax's arms Nina could care less and so inside the Tano Sonny is like trapped under this beam and he's seeing the woman that he's been seeing he's like don't he wants the ghost of like some woman he's no longer interested in to save him and then here comes the real Mike and I think anytime we get a Max Gale scene is great because he's so great but Mike is, like, telling him, like, remember, remember who you are. And whoever picked the flashbacks were so freaking great. Because they pick all of the asshole Sonny, Sonny Corinthos flashbacks. They pick him th- trashing barware, shooting Dante. Just being a complete asshole. The one that I know and love. And then we get the Carson, my favorite car. Like, I, like, did I pick these flashbacks? I was really sitting here like, oh, my God, this is what I would have written. Um, the, them in the Metro Court hostage situation. I mean, she's about to marry Jax. If you don't know about that scene that they show of Carson, like, they're being held hostage by Jerry Jax. She's going to marry Jax. So she's with Jax at the point. But Sunny, anytime Carly looks like she's really serious and in love with someone else, Sunny decides he's in love with her. That's honestly how Carson works. So if they break up, I'm just going to wait for Carly to really move on hard. And then that's when I'll know. I'm like, ooh, it's time time sunny never he doesn't like that and so they showed that scene i freaking loved it um and then he just gets the strength he gets the strength to like you know thank god that fire never touched him right like it was just like a perfect circle um even the beam on fire like it just stayed at the end of the beam it never moved it was just like i'm waiting for you to return sunny 
Um, so, you know, Phyllis is, like, fainting because she lost everything. And Nina cares less because here comes Sunny. And she's like, we're gonna be okay. And, like, holding him because he's all passed out because he was in a fire. And so, like, first of all, just Sunny emerging. Like, Sunny emerging literally and figuratively like a demon from hell. Um, they all go to the clinic, and Jax is trying to warn Nina. Like, look, I have known this man for 25 years, and he's a fucking lunatic. So, you should just let the doctors deal with it, and, like, wait for that smoke to come later. And she's just like, our love will prevail. And then out comes Phyllis. Phyllis's face told me everything I needed to know. Everything I needed to know, because she looked like she just met a freaking stranger. She was like, he's nice, he's fine, he wants to see you, like, blank-faced, like, uh, and then, so Nina goes in, Phyllis is like, um, yeah, I don't know that man, that man is someone else, like, mm. and I have to give it to Maurice Bernard, because the subtle changes between Mike and Sonny are, like, night and day, like, night and freaking day, as soon as they pan that camera to his face, I don't know what Nina saw, but I saw Sonny Corinthos. I was like, damn, he back. And then, you know, the way he, he, what's he say to her? He was like, you all right? I was like, oh my God, it's Sonny. And then she's like, yeah, oh my God, I'm like, so happy, Mike. And then he just ripped that mask off and said, don't call me that. My name is not Mike. It's Sonny. And then, ooh, and they just gave us bits and pieces of what's to come. But I have never been, I, next week is the official start of, like, fall quarter at UC Santa Barbara, and I've never been more upset, because I'm like, fuck, like, I only have one meeting on Monday, so hopefully I can get back, and I can, like, give the episode of Sunny going off really quick, and then Tuesday I have a couple of meetings but, like, I don't know how the, like, my viewing schedule is going to be during the quarter. I do have a lot of work this quarter. And we are we are back in person. But I'm very, very excited to see this. I mean, ugh, Sunny popping off. These are legendary pop-offs. He doesn't know any other way. But um, that's pretty much what's happening next week. I am ex- also excited to see the return of Vanna to see why the hell it took him so long to get there because like when Jax wanted to be there he freaking teleported there but you know Vanna they were just missing um obviously we're gonna see random mob boss number two and three get blown up it'll be nice to see what's happening with like the Trina Spencer Jocelyn storyline because I really like Jocelyn being like queen best friend and just reading people um but yeah that's pretty much what happened this week i enjoyed it um i think it was long and drawn out um i think once i went back and kind of condensed it into my own mind i was like oh it was actually a pretty interesting week but um there was a lot of historical issues with just gh history like and like i think it was when i had when i was on James Lott Jr. when I was on GH Dirty Deeds with James Lott Jr. you know he asked me about like Carly and like oh she can't grow as a character and I'm like 100% but like 
some of that stuff, I mean, I don't even think that, you know, I think human nature is to have, like, people you just don't fuck with. And I think, honestly, there have been people who have done certain things where you can't, like, you have the right to not deal with them. And I think that this week we had, like, problems with people having to sort of, like, put certain things in the past that they shouldn't have to put in the past. Like, I just don't think that Elizabeth should ever have to put what happened between her, Maxie, and Lucky in the past. Like, that was just so raggedy and unnecessary. Um, Monica should never have to put what happened to AJ in the past. That was her son. Same with Epiphany. Um, there was just a lot of stuff that shouldn't, you know, Jocelyn's history with Sonny, same with Michael, like, just to make this Jarly stuff work, like, and then this is the thing I'll say, Olivia was, like, the one person to say that she didn't think that they should be getting married, that it was too soon, but that she's a believer now. Why? Why not have one person be like, girl, this messy, like, unless the characters are gonna be on soap Twitter and listen to us saying that that's messy, like, what's the point? But I did enjoy the week as a, like, as a progression to the story that we've been told for the past year. Like, this has been the story of 2021, essentially. It's been long and drawn out and badly freaking told in certain parts. And now Jason is madly in love with Carly. And she looks genuinely surprised by this turn of events, as are we. But, I mean, I think that we're finally moving to a place where we can, like, we're going to be out of Nixon Falls, thank God. Like, just bring, just buy the freak, buy Kelly's for her and give her that. Um, but hopefully we get some more movement. Um, hopefully Peter stays at this level, because I can actually tolerate him if he's just at this level of maniacal. Like, and he's kind of funny, and he's reading people and letting them know who they are. Like, I can deal with that um less less jarly less jarly unless it's gonna be messy um and then give brit something brit elizabeth and terry do better with them do better with them they are super beautiful talented women you could do better with that do not give me vanna on monday and then not have them on the rest of the week have them on some road trip and if they're on a road trip then i need to be on that road trip with them because that sounds freaking amazing it sounds more amazing than half of the things we got this week um do not inter- do not interrupt maurice bernard popping off to show me jocelyn and michael loving the fact that their mom married their uncle like okay it's weird this is some weird mc uh, not yeah, it's some weird Macbeth thing happening here. Not Macbeth. I'm so Hamlet. Sorry, Shakespeare head. Erica's gonna get on me for that. It's Othello. I know it's it's not Othello. It's Hamlet. I'm sorry. It's been a very long day, and I have I'm making a syllabus, so I'm my mind's everywhere. I'm a cultural historian. I'm sorry, Erica. It's definitely Hamlet. <laughs> it's Hamlet. I know that she marries the uncle and Hamlet's mad and Lion King. I know. Um, I'm at 50 minutes now and now I'm talking about Shakespeare and Disney. So I'm going to get off this podcast. Thank you for listening to me. Um, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, I do give the episode every single day. Um, you can do so at port underscore misery. And as always, have a great week and a great weekend.